And welcome back to the Man Cave. I am your host, Devin Jennings. And this week was another, it was another tough week for me and my fellow Steelers fans. Sunday's game against the Packers, I just noticed the same old issues that I have been talking about the past couple weeks now. But since I am a positive guy, or at least I try to be one, um, I want to start with the negatives that I saw from the game, and then we'll end on some positive notes. Offensively, we have to start by talking about Ben. And Sunday, Ben did not have another great game. I'm not sure at this point, is it just him, or is he still trying to get over the pectoral injury he sh- he suffered in Las Vegas? I am not sure right now if this is just how Ben is playing or is his pectoral injury that he sustained against Las Vegas, is it still affecting how he plays? If his pectoral injury is the reason for how he is playing right now, how much longer can we actually start him and still expect to win games later on in the season? Because going back to Sunday, there were two potential touchdown passes to Juju Smith-Schuster that Ben Roethlisberger overthrew twice. Now, hear me out when I say this. I know Mason Rudolph is not the best backup quarterback in the NFL. But right now, I will be okay with a healthy, ready-to-go Mason Rudolph over a injured Ben Roethlisberger. But that's just my opinion. I still believe in whatever Mike Tomlin do. I will be behind him 100%. Now let's talk about the offensive line. Offensive line, um, they just played the same like they normally do. Didn't really open up too many gaps for Najee Harris to run through this week. And in pass blocking wise, they let Ben get sacked twice on Sunday. But I guess two is less than four, so there you go. Once again, our secondary had another game allowing another quarterback to go over 200 yards of passing. Sunday, Aaron Rodgers finished the game with 248 yards of passing and two touchdown passes. But since I am a little bit of a Steelers bias, I am still going to say we still have a young secondary Minus Joe Hayden and Minka. So there is still plenty of more development to go. Um, Some positives that I noticed in the game was that Najee Harris had a better game on the ground. It's not where the Steelers used to be, but it's better than the past three weeks. This is the first time this season that Najee rushed over 50 yards, getting 62 yards and his first rushing touchdown as a Pittsburgh Steeler. And Ben Roethlisberger threw his 400 touchdown pass, making him number eight on the all-time passing touchdowns list. So overall, I know last week I said I wasn't worried, but this week I am starting to get a tad bit nervous because we are starting to fall behind a little bit in the AFC North. We are starting to fall behind a little bit in the AFC North. 
moving on, let's talk about the Sunday night game, the return of Tom Brady to New England. My personal opinion, Mac Jones won the game. He did win that game. But once again, what's plaguing the NFL is kicking. And when it came down to it, when it came down to it, the Patriots kicker just missed the field goal. Now, granted, it was a 56-yard field goal, so it was pretty far. But I feel like Justin Tucker, I feel like Justin Tucker, after making a 66-yard field goal last week, has set a new standard for the kickers in the NFL. Besides that, the game turned out to be everything we all expected it to be. We all thought that Bill Belichick was going to throw the sink at Tom Brady, which he did. Usually after a game, we would see Tom Brady through for two, three, maybe even four touchdowns, but not this game. Brady finished the game with 269 yards passing, but no touchdown passes. While Mac Jones finished the game with 275 yards passing and two touchdown passes and one interception. Before I move on, from this game, we have we have to talk about we have to talk about the Patriots' decision of releasing cornerback Stephon Gilmore. I was going to come on here and talk about how great it would be for the Steelers to sign Stephon. He would be a great help to our young secondary, and I could see it right now having Joe Hayden on the left side, Gilmore on the right side, and Minka as the safety. But I just found out that. The Patriots traded Stephon to the Carolina Panthers, so I guess good luck in Carolina. Is it just me, or is everyone else noticing how the Panthers are just taking guys from the AFC East and putting them on their team and going to be successful with them? Because Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson both played for the Jets, which are in the AFC East, and now they're on the 3-1 Panthers. Now adding Stephon Gilmore to that secondary, the Carolina Panthers, they could be a really good potential Super Bowl team. But anyways, that's a different topic for later on down the season. Let's move on to my week five predictions. Of course, we have to talk about my team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, traveling home to host the Denver Broncos Sunday afternoon. I can say right now that this is a must-win game for Pittsburgh. We are currently two games behind Baltimore and Cleveland, and we are technically three games behind the Bengals because we have to beat them twice, and we have to win twice, and with the head-to-head situation, since they beat us, they are still ahead of us, so we will have to win three games just to catch up with them. We are currently right now still dealing with injuries, running back Anthony McFarlane is currently on injured reserve right now, leaving Najee Harris to pick up most of the workload and Benny Snell coming in whenever they need him to. Wide receiver Chase Claypool and quarterback Ben Roethlisberger are both questionable to play, but looking at what has been going on the past couple of weeks, I feel like they'll let Ben play anyway. But since Ben has been playing the past two weeks, I feel like he will play this Sunday Chase Claypool actually did not travel with the team to Green Bay last week, so it truly is questionable if he will play Sunday. Besides them, T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, 
Devin Bush, everyone that was on the questionable list last week, they're all healthy and all of them are playing Sunday. As of right now, Denver's quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, running back Melvin Gordon III, and wide receiver Jerry Judy, all key players on their team, are all questionable to play. Even if Teddy Bridgewater plays or if they sit him and start Drew Locke, I feel like uh, Steelers front seven would have a field day with either one of the quarterbacks. Once again, it comes down to our offense if they are going to show up this Sunday or not. If they decide to show up, I believe we will beat the Broncos. I believe we can beat Denver by at least 28 points. If they do not show up, I still believe we are more talented than them, and we still will win the game, but it will probably be by seven or less points. Also playing this Sunday, the 2-2 two two Kansas City Chiefs host the Buffalo Bills. Just like the Pittsburgh Steelers, this is a must-win game for the Kansas City Chiefs. As of right now, the Chiefs are sitting in dead last in the AFC West. One game behind the Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Denver Broncos. Personally, I believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game just because of two key injuries in the Steelers in the Bills defense. Currently, Bills linebacker Matt Milano and safety Jordan Poyer are both questionable to play. If Jordan Poyer does not play this Sunday, I know that Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and wide receiver Tyreek Hill would take advantage of him being gone. And that's all the time we have today, folks. Thank you for listening to the Man Cave Podcast with Devin Jennings. As a sports communication student, I wanted to make my own experience for my resume. And this podcast is part of that effort. Every listen supports me, so please share and feel free to leave a review on the show. This podcast was written by and hosted by me, Devin Jennings, and produced by myself and Roderick Bishop. Again, thank you all for listening and have a great week.